0: that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Does the thought of hosting a dinner send you into spasms of delight or spirals of dismay? Do you love opening your home to others or do Do you dread even the planning it takes to get a group of friends to arrive at the same restaurant at the same time? We each have our own unique hospitality personality, and when you tap into yours, you'll find it much easier to confidently create connection and community. So here today to discuss this topic with me is author Morgan Tyree. But before we get to the conversation, as always, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I also wanted to quickly mention, for those of you who have picked up a copy of my book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity, I'd love to hear your feedback. So far, I've been really blown away by all the positive responses. I just wanted to say, if you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep it in stock. Thank you so much in advance for your time with this and I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. As for my minimalist moment this week, I have been reading quite a bit of nonfiction as of recently. I go in waves. Sometimes I just need a mental escape with fiction and other times I'm really in the mood to learn and this has been one of those times. So a book I want to share with you that I just finished is called The Power of Regret, How Looking Backward Moves Us Forward by Daniel H. Pink. So the basic idea is that everyone has regrets. They're universal and a healthy part of being human. And understanding how regret works can help us make smarter decisions and just perform better at work, at school, bring greater meaning to our lives ultimately. I find that when I'm reading books such as these, it really helps me to be much more intentional about my decision making, the way that I'm dwelling on something, or Rather, not thinking about something that maybe I should think through a little bit more. So I really enjoyed this because it's packed with true stories of people's regrets. And it was really interesting to hear the various ages and what people were regretting throughout their lives. So many people have that quote-unquote no regrets philosophy of life. And after the idea has been studied, I believe he studied more than 1,500 people for his book But after that has been studied and thoroughly thought through, it actually seems quite the opposite. And after thinking through some of our regrets, it offered insight in how we can create a better path forward. Again, this book is called The Power of Regret by Daniel H. Pink. I'd love to have him on the podcast. I don't know if that will end up happening. Maybe he could be our fourth or fifth minimalist dad. But this book popped up on my radar after hearing him on a podcast, and I'm really glad that I read it. So let's get to it. This conversation with Morgan Tyree. Morgan, thanks for joining me again on the minimalist moms podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. I wanted to reconnect with you and talk about your book, your hospitality personality, and I wanted to talk about this last year. So I'm glad that we're getting into it, especially here as we start the new year, just giving people some tips and ideas as they approach hospitality in their life this new year. So glad to have you back. But before we get into that conversation, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself to people that may not have heard our first chat. Tell me a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yes. Okay. So I'm Morgan Tyree and I live in Northern Colorado. We've been here for about five years and my husband and I have been married for 25 years and we have three teen slash young adult kids. We have one child still at home in high school. Um, so two in college, And I professionally have my own business as a professional organizer. And I've also authored two books and for fun, I teach fitness. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. And then what
0: made you write your hospitality personality? Because you, this veers a little bit from the decluttering and the minimalist aspect of what you talk about. So what, what prompted you to write this?
1: Yeah, it is sort of a little different niche, I suppose, but in some ways it ties in, in the sense that I work with so many homeowners who can have some apprehension to use their homes for hospitality. And then I also just personally really am fascinated by personalities and just how we're hardwired. And so it was sort of my two loves of those topics. And then also just a conversation with my editor was part of the kind of formulation of the idea. And then lastly, I'll just be completely candid that Mm -hmm. hospitality is something that I have had my own struggles with. I mean, parts of it can come naturally parts of it, not so much. So I feel like I come from a very hopefully realistic, like I've got your back kind of position to help support people and cheer them on. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely can relate to that. And it's funny because I would say I feel
0: comfortable. People see my house. It's not because I don't necessarily like the way my house looks, or I know some people are like, oh, my house is a mess. I don't want anyone to come over. It's not, it's not that for me. I think that I just, for me, I think I get into my own head and I wonder is this person enjoying this? Or are they liking it? What could I do <laughs> better for them? Mm-hmm. And so because I'm in my own head the entire time that they're here, I don't end up enjoying it. And then I feel like I'm awkward. I know that kind of sounds silly, but
1: that's what my experience has been. No, I can totally relate to that. Cause I think that kind of what I hear you saying, I think it's sort of expectations we might put on ourselves or we think people might have of us. And so there's just a lot of probably inner dialogue and, you know, there's so much that goes into play sort of like how you were raised, how hospitality was modeled to you, how you and your spouse may blend, you know, there's just like, there's so many variables and layers. And I think sometimes as women specifically, we're sort of just maybe expected to be natural hostess or mm-hmm. you know that that should be something that maybe is really easy for us and it's not necessarily for each person and there's different strengths we all bring to the table
0: yes absolutely well i want to know just from the get go what is the purpose of hospitality i guess why would it be beneficial to be hospitable and to have people over and to host in such a way
1: mm-hmm. well i think one thing i want to touch on first is that i think hospitality we can generally have kind of a narrow view on it and thinking that it's just having people in your home, having someone for dinner. And while that is a very common form of hospitality, I really touch in, uh, in the book on how we can be hospitable as a daily practice, you know, how we treat people at the grocery store, how we drive, how we, you know, maybe acknowledging people being more present. And so the purpose to me for hospitality is to really love others and then to also help feel connected. I think we're hardwired to want to connect and be in community and hospitality is a tool to help facilitate that.
0: Okay. Yes, absolutely. I I definitely would say reading more about your book. I, it opened my eyes to what hospitality actually looked like. So I want to know, you do talk about four hospitality types in your book, different styles, I guess. Maybe quickly describe those for people so they get a better idea of what we're talking about here.
1: Yes. So there's four main types. And first and foremost, you may find that you identify with more than one type. Typically you'll have kind of like a primary and secondary, but the four break down like this. There's your leader. So those are the people that are naturally good at organizing things and and creating events and maybe really leading the charge. Um, They're just natural leaders. And then organizers are maybe not so upfront, but they're naturally good at the details. They're the ones that are maybe more concerned about the grocery list and the details than they are. Not that they're not concerned about people, but they just, are much more maybe logically minded. And then we have includers. Those are people that are just typically probably what you think of as a real natural host is an includer. They're the person that kind of sees the people that need to be invited. They're very intentional. They notice people. And then the last is the entertainers, which I feel like kind of explains itself. They are the lives of the party. They are the ones that we wanted our get togethers because they generally are extroverted. They're good storytellers. They bring the fun. And so you, like I said, you may identify with more than one type, but the leader organizers are kind of typically a little more type A and the includers and the entertainers a little more type B. That's just very general. Mm -hmm.
0: I kind of relate to a few of those just personality wise, but I wouldn't say necessarily hospitality. So it's curious to figure out who exactly I am, but I'm Mm -hmm. wondering as you're describing each of those, is there a hindrance to every one of those personalities or, or some of those people just like, no, I I love this. I've got this.
1: Oh yes. I think that's what I want to really encourage people is that we all will have natural strengths depending mm-hmm. on what personality we might gravitate towards to more. And we have natural things that are maybe not, I'm sorry, we have things that aren't as natural for us. So maybe more of what we would call weakness. And so for example, I'll just talk about the entertainer type. So they're very good at bringing people together as far as just, you know their conversations are you know very natural for them. Um, like I said they're storytellers. So they're really good at engaging. But what they might then the thing they might struggle with is they're not as detailed. So I make the joke like they're the ones that are like, oh who needs ice, you know, or what do you mean we forgot to get the drinks? It's not not to say that they'll always miss things, but they just sometimes are maybe so people focused they might miss some of the details that could affect some of the experience, not make or break. But that's just one example. And so what I talk about in the book that's really good is to partner with somebody that maybe has a different personality than you so mm-hmm. you can each really play to your strengths. And I'll just say my husband is an entertainer mm-hmm. and I'm an organizer. And so we actually really blend well because he makes up for things that, you know, don't come as natural to me and vice versa. Interesting. The reason I said, is there a
0: hindrance to all these different types of personalities is because I do think I align more with the entertainer, but I'm also, as I said, I don't necessarily want to host people because of my own thought process going through it. But my husband is an organizer. So maybe if I felt like things were organized
1: a little bit more and that was taken care of, that I could enjoy entertaining mm-hmm. people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And can I share one more too that yeah, this yeah. will resonate. This will resonate with a lot of people because um i included a lot of different friends in the book and different ideas for hosting and menu planning and different things but anyway i had a lot of includers in my book and it kind of made me laugh because i i'm probably drawn to includers which i think we all are because they're just they're they're very much people 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 and they're loving and gracious but a downside to an includer personality type is they will t- have the tendency of saying yes too quickly maybe biting off more than they can chew and then maybe they're hosting but it's like their heart maybe isn't into it because they're exhausted or they're you know stressed out by it. So, includers just need to be really good about kind of knowing their limitations and not, um, hosting more than is maybe manageable in their season,
0: mm-hmm, absolutely, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I want to speak to the people like myself that are more worried, I guess, about hosting people and just don't enjoy it. But what are some practical ways that people can stop worrying? And maybe even before that, why is it significant to know
1: our hosting personality? So I think the significance is it gives you more permission to host in the ways that work best for you. Not that it's all about you, but I think sometimes when we really come from a position of strength, we're going to give more of ourselves in a more natural way. And ideally you'll leave the event or the occasion, whatever, you know, even if it's just a short (laughs) moment with someone, you'll hopefully leave it more filled than drained. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, really knowing that allows you to set yourself up for success. Some practical ways would be to one, just really acknowledge what your strengths are. And then from there to really think through, What does fill you more than drain you? And so, like, an example would be I know for myself, I do better in smaller groups. Mm -hmm. I am more of an introvert. And so, for me, it's not that I can't host a large party, but I will feel more drained if I have, let's say, two other couples over and it's just a group of six of us, for example. And so, not to say that that's the only thing I would ever host, but that I would factor that in and maybe look at my calendar as a whole when I'm coordinating things. But then also a really practical thing I would suggest to everyone listening is to take hosting dinner, like off the table, not that (laughs) I keep saying off the table. I'm not no Mm -hmm. pun intended here, (laughs) but you know, you can have people over for dinner. Absolutely. But our lives are full, right? We have a lot going on. And so what are some ways, you know, could you drop off, um, some flowers on a neighbor's doorstep? Could you, when, while you're making cookies, make an extra badge? Could you wave at your neighbors every time you see them? You know, so looking for some daily hospitality, small things that don't even really cost you much time or energy, but can still be hospitality in action. So that's kind of, that's getting really practical. It's just, what can I do day to day to be loving? Yeah, that's great
0: advice. I'm wondering because this is the minimalist moms podcast how can minimalism influence our hospitality types because i'm feeling like just off the top of my head if we have homes that we feel more comfortable in gathering in maybe we'd be more likely to do
1: it yeah no i think so too i think when we when we've curated a home that we feel comfortable in then i think that will also allow others to come in and feel comfortable. And so if you're struggling in your home or feel like there's clutter or overwhelm, I think by minimizing those feelings and minimizing your possessions or you know, however that definition looks to you, it does help you be more comfortable. And that's one thing I really touched on in the book is that you know, I don't think anyone wants to go to someone's home and feel like the person hosting is stressed, overwhelmed, like can't relax, you know, we're, then we're missing the point. And so maybe that looks like if you've got your home to a state where you're comfortable or what wherever it looks like, but maybe simplifying and just ordering pizzas, you know, so identifying what are your pain points? What are the things that stress you out too much and where can you minimize, whether that's just within your home, whether that's within the menu or the activity.
0: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. All right. So you've given a few examples on how we can move through certain hurdles. Well, you said that we don't necessarily have to cook dinner. I, every December, because I'm not a huge, I'm not huge into hosting. I do a beer, a Christmas beer tasting party. So every single person that comes brings two beers. I think if we got out of control with how many people we had, because we have about eight to 10 people that come, Mm -hmm. maybe you could do it by the couples. Every couple brings two beers. So they have to be holiday beers. My husband has a spreadsheet. He loves, he loves to (laughs) put the number in, we rate it one to 10. And at the end of the night, um, I guess no one, there's no prize to be won. Maybe I should get on top of that, but yeah, all that to say, I literally just have pretzels and chips out. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even have that the first year we had the beer party. And my husband's like, what is wrong with you? You need to (laughs) serve your guests. I'm like, well, we have water and we're drinking beer. So yeah, I think I love his organizer role there, but again, that seems more attainable to me. If I'm not having to provide an entire meal for someone, that's an easy step for me just to say, okay, maybe we'll provide like a cheese board and some chips and pretzels. And then it's just about the beer and it's after dinner. So all that to say, what are some more examples of why someone might get hung up and not do it and how
1: they can move through? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so individual because i want to also speak there's people out there that are like gourmet chefs or cooks and they want to host you know and so i just think again play to your strengths but some simple ideas and i shared in the book we used to do survivor nights with two like we've moved we've moved around so one time when we lived in oregon we had neighbors and we'd walk over and you know the only food involved was like you know we might bring <laughs> I don't know, like a carton of ice cream or they might pop some popcorn. Like there was just low expectations, but we would just get together and we'd alternate homes. home super easy. You know, and if someone couldn't make it, we couldn't do it one night, it was fine. And one of my favorite memories was one night they put the tiki torches out on their like front walk as we walked up. And so, you know, you can do a lot of little things to make special memories, but the memory and the experience was being together. Okay. Another idea I shared in the book was some friends of mine, they do a cool thing. Or they'll pull their fire pit out to their driveway, like just their outdoor fire pit. And they'll just bring out s'more stuff. And just once in a while in the summers, just start doing their s'mores. And then as neighbors walk by, they just invite them to join. So it's like, you know, yes, there's food involved. So I think food does bring people together, but that's simple and that's doable. And I think like your beer party, that's not overwhelming. And so the cool thing about that is that I think it's going to continue to happen and be a tradition and memories and connection are being made, which is the whole point.
0: Yeah, I think this is our sixth year and I... Yeah, it doesn't feel overwhelming to me, especially because we're not hosting throughout the year. And again, there are personality types that love to do that. And I'm happy to bring something with me or to give money to pay for whatever we're doing that night. But I do love the simplicity of saying, we're just going to go outside with a box of graham crackers and some marshmallows and anyone that wants to join us, that's our neighbor can come over. Not making it some big extravagant dinner party. I think taking that off the table, as you said, is, (laughs) is something that can really benefit us. If we're feeling overwhelmed, but the hospitality and and hosting that's so beneficial. It's, it's so good for your soul. And even I will say on nights that I have hosted just little things, even if I have hesitation leading up to that, I'm always really glad that I did it after the night is said and done. And you always have, Mm -hmm. I I don't know, maybe it's because I have low expectations going into it and
1: then I'm always blown away. (laughs) Well, but I think what you're probably feeling is you feel connection, which is sort of what I was talking about in the beginning is that we all want to have community and we want to feel connected. And I think the last year and a half with all of the different pandemic challenges has shown how much we need connection. And so if we take our focus off of the perfect table setting or whatever might be your hangup and just think about what can I do to connect with the people that are important to me and how do I make it doable and feasible and And you know there's so many options out there, and I think another thing I want to share is that it's so important to extend the invitation um, because we all want to be included and we all want to be noticed. And so you can play to your strengths and find ways that work for you in your household. I mean, you can really touch other people's lives. And like I love that you said that you end up feeling you're filled at the end of the evening from it because it is good for our souls to be in community.
0: Absolutely. Well, okay. Was there anything that we missed that we didn't talk about that you wanted to?
1: No, I just want to encourage people just to start where you're at, you know, and, and, you know, one thing I didn't really touch on was partner with people, whether that's your spouse, your best friend, like, you know, do potluck style, do whatever works, because I think the memories will be made if you just make it happen and find people to come alongside you and just make it as simple as possible. I mean, you know, I love all things minimalism. So to me, be become a minimalist hostess and play your personality and you'll succeed every time. Absolutely. Morgan, this is such a unique conversation. I was
0: really excited to have it with you, but where can listeners connect with you if they want to connect more and grab a copy of your book?
1: Yes. So um, my website and social media is all under Morganize with me and they can find all the information about my books. They can follow me there and connect. And if they have questions, they can always reach out. I'm happy to answer them.
0: Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the
1: listeners? Okay, so I'm going to be a little boring here, but it's what—that's the first thing that popped in my mind—is use your library. And I say that because my sister just texted me the other day, like, "Oh, you got to check out this book." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I almost jumped on Amazon. And I thought I'm going to double check my library digital app or whatever. It was available both um, ebook and audio. And so I just was reminded again. Like it's the money savings. It's I love that it's not increasing clutter in my life. All the things. So use your library.
0: <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. I had a post at one point. I may have to repost it. It was about just the benefits of the library. I, I think that's a great recommendation. Uh, my last question for you is: What is something that you can't stop talking about?
1: So again, this is the first thing that popped in my mind. But my husband and I we just started watching Yellowstone, which is, I don't know if you're watching it or not. But um, it's funny how you can hear about a show for a while and you just go yeah yeah yeah, and then you finally get into it. And so. We're sort of right in the middle of that. So I'm more just talking to him about it, but it's, it's forefront of my mind. <laughs> no, I've heard a lot of good things. What is a quick synopsis of the show? So it's based in Montana. And so it's kind of fun for me. Cause I'm like deep down, I kind of want to be like a country girl, <laughs> if that <laughs> makes sense. And I live in Colorado now. So I'm like, yay. And then my husband works in Wyoming. So anyway, I oh. love that part of it. It's all about a ranch. It's about like holding down the land and the family ranch i mean it's it's there's a whole lot of storylines going on but um kevin costner is the star and he's really like doing wonderful with it i mean you just i think they just have really developed the characters very well and it's um, uh, i mean it's definitely um i mean i don't want to i want to be careful i mean it's definitely like there's i don't know if it's gory or what you know there's there's all kinds of things going violence. on <laughs> yeah there we go i was like what's the word violent yeah so yeah depending yeah. on what people like i don't want to say like everyone would like it but um We're enjoying it just because it's, I think it's really well written and really good character development.
0: Well, I may have to check that out. I'm also really into the whole idea of a ranch. I don't think I could ever do that, but I do. I want, I want land someday with some chickens. I don't know if that can
1: No. Well, I know I joke with my husband. I'm like, I so should have been born in the pioneer days that I don't know if I'd be a good pioneer, but I just think I like the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: like that whole, we only live to 35.
1: So, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's trade-offs, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm like, well, I do like indoor plumbing, so I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Morgan, thank you again.
0: Uh I really appreciate your time and speaking to this topic. Again, I think this is such a unique uh, thing to talk about and something that again may have more of a narrow idea of what hospitality is like, but I really appreciate you diving deeper into it.
1: Great. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.